Hello everyone, it's Dan. Welcome to Rockin' All Week with you. A Fonz bonus episode 2. I think that's the right thing to call it, because many of the things we're going to discuss in this episode... Well, I'm, it's actually it's actually not a discussion episode. It's me flipping through um, old, old 40-year-old crack magazines, more than 40-year-old crack magazines, and um, finding uh, the appearances of the Fonz or the Happy Days Gang or something like that. So uh, I hope I hope you all enjoyed the previous one, which I did between seasons three and four. And this will be, as far as I know, this will be the last one of these. Because when we get to the end of this, the uh, the uh, uh, Happy Days is so popular. Um, but the the sort of the pop culture um, thing for the um, you know the the preteens and early teens who would read Cracked um, had passed. And um, we'll talk about that when we get to to the the end here. But um, the Previous uh, episode covered, I think it was, it was um, issues one thirty three to one forty of Crack Magazine, along with the Fonz for President Collectors edition. And this one is going to go. I got the first one right here. This we're going to we're going to go one forty one, uh, one forty one, which is uh, it's dated May seventy seven, and I think it came out around January February of seventy seven. So this came out uh, near the end of season four. Uh, see, because the last one I went a little bit beyond. It basically what we went through in the previous episode was the absolute cream of the crop. We love Fawn stuff. Now we're going to get more Fawn stuff, but it won't be as rich. But there will be stuff. I'm I'm not saying you should turn off the um the episode right now. Uh, but we're gonna go. We're gonna go from one forty one. Did in May '77. I'm trying, to, I got the issue here. Uh, two. Oh boy, and that's with Marathon Man and King Kong. So that is the um. Is that the? That's the third issue in a row with King Kong on the cover. You know, I think the previous one was the Barney Miller one with the the King Kong's hand coming through the uh the the doorway of Barney Miller's um the 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 station and the Fonz was in the prison and the previous one was the King Kong. And the next one, uh, 142, is the last one with Kong on the cover. And we're gonna go. We go from 141 to this one. We'll go to 157, uh, which is dated January 79, and came out in, geez, I believe, uh, probably November of 78. So we're covering, we're covering a decent swath of ground here. We're we're covering um, May 77. So we're covering about two years here worth of Cracked Magazines. There are no specials in this one. There were no more Fonz specials. Um, but the, the Fonz would appear. I, th- I think I may have thrown one a special in here. that He, he would appear in stuff, but um, in reprint form. So let, let's dive right in, shall we? I mean, I'm not going to... I'm not going to goof around. I don't remember exactly how I did this last one, but I think I just sat here and flipped through the magazines until I found what I was looking for. In the previous issues... That was pretty straightforward. This, these are going to be a little trickier because I would say, what did I say, 141 to 157? I got them all stacked right here. And 144, wow, 144, 16, 17 issues. Fonz isn't in about half of them. So let's, uh, let's get rolling, shall we? Issue 141, dated May 1977. 
This one, and you're going to you're going to hear magazines crackling throughout. This one's actually silly, because there's only one appearance that I can find. I flipped through it. There are no Fonz led articles in this issue. What do we got in this issue? We got um, yeah, Marathon Jam. We got video games we'll soon be seeing. Video games like Curb Your Pet and IRS versus Taxpayer. Mail service. Players try to capture a tricky bouncing letter like his real-life counterpart. This game may go on for weeks before the letter finds its way into a mailbox. Uh, let's see. We got, what is that one? Life's Big Losers. A cracked look <laughs> at Plains, Georgia. Mr. Jimmy Carter. Uh, your shut-ups. What is Nanny doing? Interviewing the Power Company King. Oh, and there's a Churley's Angels. <laughs> Oh, for fun. But but the, the Fonzie is only actually in one spot. I can see page five in the letters page. A letter from our readers. He's actually in an appearance from the previous issue or two where he's he uh, he has King Kong dressed like him with a motorcycle. Now that's what I call cool. And it's just one one little panel. I know what you're thinking. Wow, Dan, we're um we waited five minutes for that. Well, calm down. There's more. There's more. So that's all that happens at 141, unfortunately. But 142, we've got a little bit more. This is uh, dated July 77. I think this came out in uh, probably, let's see, February, April, June. And so it would have been May, March, I think maybe March or early April of, uh, oh, wait, let me check 141. Dumb. This came out in March of 1977. How old were you? I was I was too young to read Cracked with all its ribald chicanery. Now this one begins with um, again Kong's uh, Kong's hand is on it, and the uh, up in the left hand corner where it says something funny is going on here and it's upside down. It's Kong's face with Sylvester P. Smythe's cap on, and we get a um, we have the poster is wanted uh, King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to fake laugh for a lot. And King Kong's actually in the shut-ups, too. He's in everything. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, Richard Nixon. And, oh, my gosh, Gerald Ford. Everybody's in this. Uh, so, so, But but the cover is mainly MASH. It's another MASH cover. Like, maybe is this the third MASH cover, I think? I'm not sure. But uh, let me... Uh, now, the Fonz does appear in this issue. Um, give me a moment while I flip through. All right. Redoing the evening news, page 18. Uh, the networks could just sit back and develop. The de Redoing the evening news, page 18. Looks like um, uh, regarding a drop in the ratings of CBS's perennial Walter Cronkite and NBC's John Chancellor and David Brinkley. Revamping the news. So over on page 21, uh, we get, um, they, they revamped the news anchors on the other networks. So the ABC one would accentuate or, or accent youth. And uh, it's time for Arthur Fonzarelli and Vinnie Barbarino with the evening news. Hey! And there's the um, the news um, desk with the two two chairs. And uh, there's Fonz on his motorcycle with Vinnie Barbarino, Mr. Barbarino behind him. And then the two of them are sitting at the, uh, at the desk. And before this team began with the news, they deliver a short opening routine. Tell me, Fonz, what's the latest in China? I think it's matching cups and plates. And the Fonz is in hysterics. I should put some laugh track in there. 
Of course, Fonz would also accent different types of stories. And now some news for all of you motorcycles out there. The High Top Corporation is introducing a sterling silver dipstick this month. And then the next panel is, and with the stars and jokes, something else would become a must. And you see Barbarino sitting in a chair and the Fonz is jumping over him with his motorcycle. <laughs> a couple uh, panels later, uh, the Fonz is pointing... What is he doing? Uh, he's, uh, as ABC shifts priorities and begins accepting songs... Uh, dance and comedy while playing down the news and Afon says in our last few minutes we might mention that in the news all the things listed on this sheet happen can we get a close up please and so <laughs> the funs Barbarino are so um, entrancing people with their jokes about uh, what's the latest in China that they just hold up a sheet that has all the news and they zoom in on it <sighs> did that happen I don't remember that happening maybe that did happen who knows anyway uh, let me just let me just flip through the rest of the issue here and that's the uh, that's the all of it in issue 142. We get a one day at a time parody. Um, let's see. Uh, and then I think Nanny interviews the Fad King. Yes, he does. And we get a lot of other great hilarious stuff going on. But next up, uh, issue 143, which is Datus. Next up is issue 143, which is Datus August of 1977. Next up is issue 143, which is dated August of 1977, which came out May 3rd of 1977. And that one has, you heard me crackling around, Rocky on the cover. We KO Rocky and crack up Silver Streak. So it's, it's Rocky and Silver Streak on this one. Free bonus, your very own chicken poster. Shut up. That's awesome. And it's true. Wow. Okay, there's a chicken poster in here so let me flip through king kong is not on the cover for the first and four issues although there is a shadow behind rocky that one might call like king kong falling over because uh rocky gets hit by the e from the crack magazine or mazagine um um logo <laughs> um, i'll stop with the fake laughing so <coughs> although when i look on when i flip inside on the table of contents you see like a baby kong so let me flip through, and I will see if um, the Fonz is in issue 143. It's exciting, isn't it? I'm still flipping through, and I'm, I'm on page 29. we got Cracked's Specialized Greeting Cards. Uh, the After the Blind Date card. I know I've been a bit stuck up and acting very smugly, but that date you got me. What revenge? Good grief, your sister's ugly. Huh? And I love your doggy and his cute heart-shaped marking, but I'm calling the cops if he doesn't stop barking. Imagine my surprise. There's no fonts in this issue. I thought there was. I don't know. Let, let's check the next one, shall we? Okay, so this is um, 144 is next, which came out June 7th, 1977. And this, oh, of course. Look at the cover of this one. Well, find yourself a copy of the cover of this one. It's a Happy Days. It's a full-on, since the first time they did it back in, what was that, like 118 or whatever? It's a full-on Happy Days parody. It's it's the guys, it's Richie sitting in a, well, he's in a blue car, and Potsy's there, and the Fonz is there, and um, there's a, a um, uh, one of the Arnold's uh, a skating gals is in the background going uh, a little haywire. And one of the things about the, um, issue is that they have uh, cracked stickers perforated and pre-glued ready for use. Oh, I have them here. They're in the middle here. One way, uh, dry paint this side up, why smile, push button and wait. If you're cracked, you're happy. Do not read. Out of 
Ordre. <laughs> uh, ignore the stamp. Plan ahead where they don't have enough room for the D. Uh, out to lunch. Attention car thieves. This car has already been stolen. Beautiful stuff. And, and, and Sylvester is putting those stickers all over Richie's car. And uh, standing in oil, actually. And the Fonz is like, hey. And Patsy's like, hey. And Patsy actually has his thumb turned to one side. So I guess we're going to go through, let's, let's do what I've done with the previous ones. We'll just go through the happy days and just, just give it a quick sort of read and, and see. Because when uh, the first one was after the first season. And this, like I said, this is, I don't remember what I just said. What did I say? This was, um, so this is June 7th, 1977. So right after the fourth season. So this is the show... Uh, at its absolute height, it was it was just number one, and uh, we're in between the fourth and fifth season, which we just finished covering. When the show will be number two, and you know, which is nothing to be ashamed of, uh, because the show that was number one was the show following it. So it's like people tuned in and they watch Happy Days, and over the course of Happy Days, the the audience grew, and it was peaked for Laverne Shirley, which is awesome. So let us dive into this one. Let me look at the back real quick. <laughs> I'm not going to. Oh. Oh, I thought there was a naked lady on the back cover. Well, you know, sometimes they get a little risque. So, um, my it's weird. My copy, I have some really great issues here, some in really nice quality. And remember, when I say really nice quality, I mean, I mean these things are what forty-four years old. But this issue is in bad shape, and it looked like the kid who who uh, who originally owned it like drawing on the cover of their co of their comics or magazines so anyway let's let's dive right in let's find out what's going on so oh there's mr c on the table of contents and yep there it is page six happy days okay this will probably be the most sort of in-depth thing we go into on this um episode I'm looking at the last one we did, and that one was 67 minutes. I don't think this is going to be that long, unless I faff around for ages. But let's dive right into Happy Days. Dear Diary, nothing much is happening down at the office. Mike Shapiro still thinks he's Rocky. Each morning he comes in, spars with the boss's secretary, Liza, and then feeds the two turtles he's raising in the water cooler. That new guy, Gabe, then tells Mike to shut up because it's disturbing his daydreams about the blind date he has with a girl in nearby Nome. Shapiro says, you shut up, and the two make even more noise, trying to quiet each other. Down. Seven people are now wearing earmuffs to work because of them, and oops, have to go. There's another crack TV satire ready to roll entitled Happy Days. A-Z-E. And the first panel is uh, is just one-page panel. It's all Arnold's, and they're a bunch of people. It's not really set up like Arnold's, but um, I think uh, Laurie Beth is there with Richie, and there's Mr. C. Um, oh, is that meant to be Chuck? Oh, no, there's, there's a guy walking in front of the um, the uh, the booths uh, where the um, the wall is supposed to be, and he has a big, bit of a look on his face, like, am I supposed to be here? And the Fonz is in the foreground, and Joni is there. It's set up like one of the, um, the center things, and this one is a crack look at the phone company. And all oh, my stickers are falling out. Dang it. These staples, they, they... Oh, no, they're not really. Oh, they are. Darn it. So, happy days, yeah. And there's a lot of, a lot of chicanery um, in here. So, you really like me, Mary Beth? 
Oh, yes, Itchy. And if you went away to the same college as me instead of Northwestern, we could be together even after high school ends. It sounds great, but Hamburger University? To major in hamburger engineering? With a minor in creamy coleslaw, Itchy, it's the career of the future. I'll have to think on that. And then there's the Fonz, and the Fonz mentions... Oh, um... Oh, Fonzie, America's favorite high school dropout, says a lovely young lady. Ooh, Fonzie, Fonzie, America's favorite high school dropout, says a lovely young lady. And the Fonz says, I beg your pardon, I got my diploma at night school, if you recall. Oh, that's right, will you accept my apology? Of course, tonight, nine, my place. It's not really a joke, is it? I guess not. So there's, um, uh, there's, uh, I think that's meant to be Joni. I, I'm not sure, but there's Mr. and Mrs. C. I don't know what they are. Repeal the 11th Commandment. It says at one point, and there's a bunch of people. Are you sure you can't go to the dance with me tomorrow night, Linda? I love to pots, but I have to bathe my gerbil. Oh, oh, and I guess this guy is Ralph over here. Jeez, Ralph and Potsy don't look like Ralph or Potsy. Huh, that's strange. Normally, Mister Seven is usually on that, but um, yeah, a bunch of jo uh, wacky jokes. Oh, Howard, there's something I never quite understand about this show. What's that, Marion? He doesn't say that, Marion. He just says, what's that? What's a nice, respectable, middle-aged couple like us doing in a malt shop every week? Trying desperately to stay before the cameras as much as possible. <laughs> and the thing I love about these parodies is that, I think I said this before, is that you, you get the feeling that um, they... Some, I mean, like the movies, obviously they went to see the movies and they saw the movies. Whether or not they took notes, I don't know. But with the TV show, sometimes you, you see a joke like that and you think, you guys have never watched this show, have you? Because Mr. and Mrs. C don't go to Arnold's to have meals. When they go to Arnold's, it's because there's a, there's a, uh, the band is playing or something else is happening. But they don't go to Arnold's. And that joke is hilarious, but wrong. And then let's go into the house. So, so this is, yeah, this focus on this is more the family and everything than, than, um, than, uh, Fonzie. But, um, yeah, there's, uh, they're in the kitchen. Let's see what's happening. So the, the second page is basically the gang around dinner time, and Mr. C storms in and says, We went over the books today at the hardware store and sales are down 46%. Why? And Joni says, or I don't know what they call Joni in this. Um, I got it. Maybe it's because you sold 46% less stuff. Should you be in bed? That's all I ever hear. Yesterday I slept 23 hours. <laughs> and Marion is Marianne, they, they call her, is making steaks. And they're, they're actual steaks, like wooden steaks. Um, and they, they need to economize. So as Mr. C is worried about the hardware store in trouble, um, Richie is thinking about going to Hamburger University, which is um, uh, sponsored by McDonald's uh, rather than Northwestern. And uh, there's a joke about um, the reasons why he wants to go there. And Joni points out the main reason is the fact that Mary Beth Whistle is going there. So I guess Lori Beth... was Lori Beth? We haven't met Lori Beth at this point. Mary Beth... I thought that was Lori Beth. But it wouldn't be, would it? No, not at all. What was I saying? You got You guys got me like about three minutes ago. You got me right there. But that's... That's kind of wacky. Isn't it that in September, October of 77, they'd introduce Laurie Beth? And in this, in this parody, which came out a few months before that, he's thinking of um, changing his life because he's in love with Mary Beth? Come on, crap. It's funny, it's funny, because I say something like, well, it's clear they've never watched the show, but then it's clear they've watched the show from the future. 
That'll happen. Okay, so let's let's keep let's keep on going. Let's check out. We're going to page three. This is a well. This is a six six pager. Some are five. Some are six. Let's go. Let's check it out. So the third page is more. Jo- we learn that Joni is bony. Huh. Okay, sure. And she has a point. She has a point. Where she says, "I have to go over to Jenny Piccoloni's Jenny Piccoloni's house. She's going to show me how to rope rattlesnakes." Oh, good. That'll come in handy when you start dating, dear. Mr. C says that doesn't make any sense, but it, it doesn't make any sense, which is what a lot of these things do. And they're still economizing. Uh, let's see. Uh, they're just oh, dinner is just uh, cups of warm water. Uh, which is put directly into their hands. And Mr. C calls over the Fonz, who wants um, help redecorating his apartment. Um, he wants the Fonz to talk to uh, Itchy or Richie or whatever the heck his name is um, about going to uh, Hamburger U instead of Northwestern. And he says if Richie won't go to Northwestern, the Fonz is to punch him out. You can imagine the comedy as you're thinking about this. There's lots of lots of um, lots of great Severn art, and he's getting the characters. They all look right. They all look right. I mean, Aaron Moran mostly looks right. Um, he gets the guys right, really. The the ladies not as much. But but it's it's cooking along nice, and I mean we've got so many problems here. I mean is is Itchy gonna? I mean it starts at the beginning with you're changing your whole life for a girl you don't even know. Dad, Mary Beth, and I have been heavy for quite some time. It's probably from all the malted you two drink after school. Tomorrow's our two week anniversary. The panels, the the word the word balloons or squares or rectangles seem a little off in that. I don't I don't quite get how they're laying out the jokes there. But let let us go to page four, which I think is going to advance the plot. Tremendously. Now, on this page, we have a band practice, and uh, Potsy Potsy shows up with a tuba in a tracksuit, and Ralph asks him why he's in a tracksuit for practice. And and Potsy says, Itchy said that we were going to run through a couple of numbers. Could you hear the laugh track right there? I forget if I put it in or not. Anyways, they're, they're getting set to go, and um, uh, some waitress who they kind of acts like we know who who alex haley was adopted some waitress who it, I, I guess they're acting like we're supposed to know brings itchy uh itchy a burger but he has his um hamburger university hamburger the movie or the motion picture that's fun hot dog the movie is mostly skiing hamburger the motion picture is mostly screwy uh, itchy has a picture of a of the perfect burger and um there's some comedy involving the picture and eating it. And then the Fon shows up and says, let's meet up in my office. And it's weird. The last panel on this page is it's outside the men's room. and just see guys. And then there are word balloons or word rectangles coming from inside. Now I want you to stay there while we talk. Stay right there while we talk. Fonz, I'm really uncomfortable. And you're thinking, what's going to happen next? And so you have to flip the page. Ooh, it got right in there. Let me tell you what's happening on this page. Oh, this, this is this is most of its chat between the Fonz and Richie, or the Funs and Richie, Itchy, Richie. Mm. Uh, stay. So we learn that uh, Richie has been laid out among along the sinks because the Fonz says the best psychiatrist makes their patients lie down when they discuss their problems, and they discuss what's going on. And in the end, the Fonz says, just remember, women are not everything. A man's career is important, too. And then he says, how do I get myself to say that? And then you see, um, you see Arnold for a brief moment. Hey, Arnold. 
And stop slumping when you stand, the fawn says to Richie. And Richie, or Itchy says, what's my slumping got to do with anything? And the fawn says, nothing except I promise your father I'd straighten you out. So it looks like if he takes the fawn's advice, we're going to be okay. And um, Boney comes home from uh, Ginny's house and everything's in the dark. They're doing a puzzle. And we learn that business isn't terrible after all, Marianne. We actually went up 79%. It turns out his new bookkeeper, Ming Su, is Chinese, and she was reading the book backwards. Whew. Wow. I was a little worried for a time there. Now, it turns out, yeah, everything's okay in the end, and unfortunately, um, uh, Mary Beth dumps Itchy for some bigwig at HU who interviewed her, someone named Ronald MC or something, and they don't have to economize anymore, which means they don't have to eat the baked newspaper that Mom was making. And at the end of the day, we learn that, that everything's changed. Uh, Marianne says, well, people are always changing. Itchy, you're going off to college. Uh, Boney's learning how to rope rattlesnakes. And even Funzie got a diploma. And Funzie's reading. And he says he's reading a brand new humor magazine that just came out called, and he holds up, I can't, Sylvester's on, it's an issue of Cracked. And Richie, Itchy says, I saw that, it'll never last. Boney says, I bet it poops up after two weeks. Mr. C looks like he's constipated. And um, Marianne says, it is good for wrapping coffee grinds with, though. And the joy of that is that, where, where are we in the show? I mean, at this point, I think I said that we were probably, in between four and five, we were probably 59, late 59, closing in on 60. And, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, because I was saying the Christmas episode in five no wait yeah no that's not right two four there was no christmas episode in five so so i'm 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 thinking that we are closing in we're in the vicinity of 1958 1959 when this would have come out and i love the fact like cracked began in 1958 i believe and i like the fact that he comes in with a brand new humor magazine and cracked was a brand new humor magazine at this time if you ever read any cracked magazines from the the late 50s sort of first half of the 60s it's kind of a very different kind of magazine it's not like mad where mad started as like a comic and then became a, a magazine uh but cracked was always a magazine i have some of the early issues around here it's weird. It's uh, to 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 accumulate an entire catalog of, of because I'm, I'm trying to go back to one, and I, I have a reprint of one. I'm not going to spend forty or fifty dollars on issue one. I, I'm fine with my reprint. I have like issue three or four, and it's, it's kind of similar but very different uh, magazine. But I love the fact that Fonzie, circa 1958-59, is reading the very early Crack magazine, which would last till what 2000. So over 40 years, so 2001, 2002. So that's an awesome ending. Bringing it back, cracked. Bringing it back, cracked. Let me flip through the rest of this one. I doubt there's any more Fonz or Happy Days in issue 144. But wasn't that great, though? Wasn't that awesome? Here, let me flip. There is one more in here. Uh, around page... Bip, bip, 28. Exposing the con and contests... And um, well, is win a part in in parentheses happy days plus a trip for two to Hollywood. Again, they were anticipating the fifth season coming up. To enter this contest, follow the official rules on the entry blank below. Official rules and entry blank. And the entry one of the things on the entry blank says the part you'll win is a part in your hair from the show's makeup artist. <laughs> Zoing. And the rest of the issue is is your standard fun stuff. 
uh, Cracked Interviews with the Pet Store King. There's Nanny. And they do a parody of Baba Black Sheep, Bad, Bad Black Sheep, which I always think of as the show that allowed Robert Conrad to be on the first three episodes of Battle of the Network Stars. So let us go on to the next one. Oh, what is the next one coming out? 145. July 12th, 1977. Oh, hell's nuts. It, it did just occur to me. What major thing happened? Now, it happened slowly, but then once it happened, it happened very quickly. What major thing happened in in pop culture at the end of May 1977? And, and by time issue... Whoa, 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 wait a minute, though. Yeah, that's July. By time... The previous issue, 143, had come out. It was beginning to roll, and by time we get to... This next one, 145, July 12th, what was the phenomenon going on in pop culture? 1977 summer? Yeah, you got it. Star Wars. Wow. And what that means is that we're going to hit Star Wars shortly, but maybe not quite yet. Although I have a feeling... Well, let, let's, just, let's just make a quick look at issue 145. Dated October 77. Well, this has one appearance by the Fonz or something Happy Days related, but it's a big one. It's the cover. Uh, this one has a Laverne and Shirley main story because uh, this is well, this is right before the first of Laverne and Shirley's two big seasons at number one. And and the front cover is a Laverne and Shirley looking on as Rocky uh, and Laverne is actually feeling Rocky's, you know, um, uh, uh, forearm. Or, or, I'm sorry, his, his muscle, not his muscle, you know what I mean, his, the muscles on his arm. Um, and the Fonz uh, is on his motorcycle, and with um, uh, so 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 uh, yeah, Laverne is touching the the Fonz, the Rocky's arm, one arm, his right, and with his left arm, he's actually lifted the Fonz and his motorcycle into the air, and the Fonz has a great goofy look on his face, and I think what this might mean is that the Fonz has now been usurped by other pop culture figures and when we see the next issue you will see that yes indeed this has happened so um yeah the font the Fonz is on the cover sort of he doesn't say goodbye he'll be back he's gonna be back i'm not gonna the rest of you look at the length on the rest of this episode there's no I, there's got to be more but this is kind of like oh we're saying goodbye and laverne and shirley are there with rocky and they're kind of they've kind of taken over and and this issue it does have, have fun stuff in it it like I said, it's got the uh, Laverne Shirley thing, Crack Look at a Skateboard Park, Cotton into Carter, some more Jimmy Carter stuff, Crack Interviews the Radio King, and a parody of, oh, if Rocky appeared in other movies and TV spots, and a parody of Airport 77, which they're calling Airplot 77. At the end of it, they say, tune in next time for Airplot 79. And they were right on that. I don't know if... um. In, in the, uh, I don't think they do an air, uh, Concord Airport seventy nine parody. I wish they had, but uh, so so that's that, and, and then the Fonz is only on the cover, but it's a fun cover. Next issue comes out August sixteenth, and that is dated uh, November issue no, number one forty six, November seventy seven, and this is the first of the Star Wars covers with a garbage can that says "Push Don't Litter." And C-3PO and R2-D2 and Sylvester's got it wrong and is putting his garbage into R2-D2. Whoa, whoa, whoa. More crack 
stickers. Oh, crack cover stickers this time. Let me have a quick gander in to see if the Fonz is within this issue. He is in here. Uh, page 36, The Great Airline War. Free drinks, movies, and food. Where will it all end? Cracked has these predictions to make it all to make as it explores The Great Airline War. Product tie-ins with famous personalities are big in many other industries, so why not adventure the airlines? Going to the Bahamas? Then fly Fonzie's airline. Fly TWA. Hey, Turkey. How can you even consider dem others when we got pretty stewardesses, in-flight pinball, free combs in the restrooms? TWA, it's the only way to fly. And we see the Fonz and two stewardesses and a pinball machine and free combs in the restroom. That is the only spot Fonz is in in this issue. There's a great um, a cartoon on the back, the man in the ink spot, which I just adore. Um, and who does Nanny talk to? The insurance king. Well, that's something to look forward to. And, oh, they, they parody The Deep. You remember The Deep? I remember The Deep. I don't think a lot of people remember The Deep. But people do remember The Deep. And I love that their parody name for The Deep is just The Deep with an extra E. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, and, and just, oh, there yeah, there's cracked cover stickers. Wow. Going back to issue 13, January 1960. Up to issue 37, November 1963. Our fifth year. Wow. Oh, and there's Frankenstein Monster on March 1959, issue 8. Issue 43, August 1965, looks like the Jolly Green Giant. It's funny to see those that you look at and you go, oh, Mad did that. Oh, yeah, that's Mad. Okay, there's Mad. Yeah. If anyone out there has a complete collection of cracks um, and you would like to send them to someone um, and not ask for any money in return I'm, I'm your man I'm looking at all these oh man I mean mad I mean let's be honest mad was generally better at this sort of thing than cracked was but there's something about cracked it being slightly off which which makes it sort of like not only are they, they they parroting what's happening on the day but they're also um they're doing that a weird style of humor that kids must have enjoyed, right? I don't know. But anyway, the crack guy to jogging is in this one, and there's a great bit. Um, when the country runs out of water, conserve water, drink booze. There you go. So the next issue is 147. 147 came out September. Oh, it's interesting. Uh, on page 5 of 146, it says, Next issue cracked 147 on sale at your favorite newsstand, September. And then in a different font, 27. And then the regular font, ith. The 27th, 27th. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so we're now... Yeah, we're going to September 27th, 1977. Now, so at this point, the December 1977 issue, number 147, we are... Um, uh, uh, Happy Day Season 5 has begun. And the Fonz is jumping the shark. So we got extra free gift. There's some postcards. Oh, and they're in here. We got the postcards in here. A cracked look at New York City. You know that ain't going to go well. Greetings from Herkimer Junction. <laughs> it's Herkimer, New York, I guess. And greetings from Brooklyn. And free. And on the cover, it's funny because you can see with Mad, there, there's a Mad cover-to-cover -cover, um, book that goes from the beginning of Mad to like... I don't know, 2001 or 2002, something like that. And you can see that point when, there was a point when the, the covers were all about putting Alfred E. Newman in an interesting, someplace interesting. And then some point in the mid-60s, 
I want to say it was like a Batman cover was the first one. No, it was Lords of Arabia, wasn't it? I forget. But suddenly, occasionally, you would get pictures that were parodies of magazines or TV shows or some celebrity. But by the end of the 60s, every issue was one of those. And Cracked was the same way. In fact, if you look at the Cracked cracked issues from the second half of the 60s, it's more or less the same thing. They're doing Sylvester on the covers in, in different forms, different ways. But at at some point, soon after Mad does it, they begin to almost exclusively do specific parodies. So it's very weird, especially after Star Wars came out, uh, and especially after Star Wars was on the previous issue, to have a, um, a cover that is not a specific parody of anything. This looks like Severin to me, although it says Powers in the corner. And the cover, uh, the cover is a paint-by-number with Sylvester painting himself, and he's almost done painting, which is quite clever. Um, and then, let's see, uh, we come down on TV's What's Happening and come up with Star Wars 2. Let's dive in. Let's see if the Fonz is in there. I honestly don't remember at all if he's in this one, but that's part of the fun. Love those postcards. I want to send one of those. Oh, good old Star Wars, too. Well, 147 has a lot of fun stuff in it, including their version of Star Wars 2, which involves sheep. I, I bet you didn't expect that when, when Empire Strikes Back came out. Cracker interviews the Writing King is Nanny's, but there's, there's just a brief Fonz mention on page 29, Chatterbox Weekly which is a parody of uh, um, fad, uh, you know, teen fad magazines. And Telly Savalas is on the cover of it, and I won't won't ruin the joke, but one of the um, sort of taglines for an article in the issue is, Fonzie reveals for the first time how he zips his jacket. Sorry, I hope you didn't wait too long for that one. Let's let's dive into the next one. Uh, This this, uh, next, uh, 148... Actually, let me just look ahead maybe a few issues. 148 came out November 8th of 77. It's dated January 78. Let me look a few issues ahead. Uh, 78 does have Star Wars on it. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, 147 does have... Uh, 148 has Star Wars. 149 has Star Wars. Um, 148 has a really great cover in the cantina with everyone laughing at Sylvester. All the aliens laughing at Sylvester, which you get at the fold-out poster, which is really cool. But let me check a couple issues, and um, let me, uh, how about, listen to this uh, for a bit, and I'll be right back. Something in your eyes took me by surprise. Something in your kiss made me reminisce. my very soul with that something in your eyes Woman, I love only you Woman, you know that I do By giving the best of me Please take the rest of me too Well, I hate to break your heart, but I can't find the Fonz or Happy Days Gang in 148 
149 or 150. That would be January 78, March 78, May 78. With the March issue coming out December 20th of uh, 1977. And it is there are some Christmas things in it. And with um, the May issue number 150 come out on January 31st. With another one of those weird typed in a different font. Oh, even 150 is typed in a different font, huh? Okay, kind of things. And issue, like I said, issue 148 is more Star Wars. Issue 149 is the Bionic Man in Star Wars. And that was near the end of the Bionic Man um, journey. And that had um, bits in it like the Talking Blob, which if you're a crack fan, you know the Talking Blob. An article called It's a Lot Worse in Buffalo. One afternoon at a Colorado ski competition. Oh, and a crack look at Santa's workshop. And that's me throwing the, the magazines on the floor. I know what you're thinking, Dan, these are over 40 years old. You don't, just don't drop them on the floor. I'm not 30 feet up in the air. It's just like they're dropping like two feet. Be, be cool. Issue 150 is um, Sylvester dancing in the UFO's light. It's Close Encounters of the Worst Kind. So it's Close Encounters parody. Crack Guide to Paddleball. Uh, crack Interviews the Souvenir King. Oh, there's a Good Times parody. There's... um. What is it? Um, if the Carter family became TV regulars, has a um, a uh, um, Man from Atlantis thing in it. And this came out in January. So that was around the time Man from Atlantis was ending because in March of 78 was when Dallas began, which is kind of cool, uh, which I think is very cool, actually. And like I said, there's another Good Times parody, and there's this is from... Um, Page 17 is a five-page um, thing called Cowtown USA, which is basically sort of a fake pamphlet to invite you to a place called Cowtown. Vacation this year? Make it the big one, Cowtown USA, because Cowtown is for lovers and any others. And it's actually a really funny piece. They, they did a piece a few issues earlier, which was like a fake... Um, newspaper for a small town that was really funny and it's funny with the cow town and that one they feel like they were written by different people feel like it was not written by this the usual gang of idiots as it were so um let us dive into issue 151 and issue 151 is dated july came out march 14th not really it came out march 14th let me double check that i guess it came out march 14th because crack didn't come out every month I think it came out, what, what, um, one, two, three, nine times a year. And the three times it didn't come out were in the first half of the year. So that meant there could be some goofiness in the first half of the year. But the second half of the year, things kind of uh, got together again. So we are going to dive into issue 151. And I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I think the Fonz or Happy Days gang are somewhere in here. Thank goodness. So we got a TV guide parody called TV Guys, huh? And on Tuesday, it has, well, it says Tuesday morning, but it says eight is um, Happy Days, D-A-Z-E. Potsy mistakes a pickup truck for his long-lost brother. And then at 8.30, Laverne and Shirley. Laverne falls in love with a surgical clamp while Shirley is convinced that she only has the rest of her life to live. Then nine is Mush. Klingon and Cold Lips compete to be Miss Q-Tip while Eagle Eye hijacks an American tank to make a befriended Korean orphan happy. <laughs> it doesn't sound too far off from from the deeper you got in the mash. It doesn't sound too far off. One date at a time at 9.30, Anne accepts a date with a man who is only happy when dressed like a bowling pin. I'm in. 
10.30, Lou Grant, so one day at a time, that was that an hour-long episode? Mr. Grunt stuns the newsroom when he announces that he's changing his socks after only 16 weeks. Hmm, interesting. Let's hop ahead here. If, oh, sorry, page, I don't even know. Oh, they know the page numbers here. What's going on? 22. If other actors played the parts made famous by someone else, if Lassie played Bruce the Shark from Jaws, if Woody Allen had been cast as James Bond, remember, of course, that he was Jimmy Bond in, in the 60s Casino Royale, uh, which isn't as good as the 2000s Casino Royale, but um, doesn't have like a 40, 45-minute long card-playing sequence. And if R2-D2 had played Fonzie. Gee, I just don't know whether to take Cynthia Mellencrate to the hamster hop or Mary Sue Wartwistle. Why don't you just take her sister instead? Better yet, why not the Fonz decide for you? Here he comes now on his bike, and all of a sudden, crashing through a window in his bike, is R2-D2 in a leather jacket. Beep! You are so cool, Fonz. So, Fonz, what should I do? Beep, 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 beep. All right, I'll take them both. Bleep, bleep. Right, I'll teach him to share. And, Fonz, who are you taking? The Pulaski sextuplets? The O'Brien twins? Ed Hurley? Bleep, 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 bleep. I know I'm a nerd. Bleep, bleep, bleep. Oh, somebody new? Bleep, bleep. Sure, we'd like to meet her. Bleep, bleep. Wow, Fonz, what a set of bolts. And another R2-D2 with a cute blonde wig and a cute little dress shows up. And the Fonz, as R2-D2, is taking her to wherever the hell they're going. Are they going to the <laughs> I forgot. To, to do the hamster hop, the hamster hop. So that is fun. And uh, we get a crack look at old jokes, which is the centerpiece of this one. I love it because crack is kind of based in old jokes, but that's, um, I, I like it regardless. And let's see, crack roll of food. There is more fonts in this. I'm just cracks detective handbook. There's some funny stuff in this issue. I don't know. Um, oh, interesting. Hand-you-factured products. Forgive me, I just went to check um, one of my favorite blogs, Cracked Reviews, C-R-A-C-K-E-D-R-E-V-I-E-W-S dot blogspot dot com to check their review, Pierre Pierre Lavescu's, um review. For, I don't know, have you, have you seen this site? It's, um, it's basically, um, there was a French site, and I think the French site is down, I can't find it, where a gentleman named Pierre, we, it's called PRL on here, reviewed crack magazines or magazines and um they were translated to english and they were put on this site and I'm, I'm just looking he he reviewed or they reviewed i think he reviewed more than this but i think they reviewed um cracked they did 123 through 212 oh and 123 is um planet of the apes oh is that is that planet of the apes the tv series one they did <laughs> 123 through 212 and unfortunately, I do not see here that Pierre, uh, there, there's this hand-factured products article on issue 36. He says, um, paper cups, cigarettes, pies, peanut butter, and records, all drawings of folks mashing penis by hand and carving grooves on vinyl. It's fun. At the very top, there's a great drawing of the Frankenstein monster waving. It's a fun article. And if it, if it, it, is, from, if it is from earlier than 1965... I'd be surprised. From the art to the strange subject matter, in an issue so heavily on mentioning inflation, there's an article on expensive handmade products. This is clearly a repeat, and it's as fun as hell. So it's interesting because Cracked would do this on occasion, and there was one article in the first half of the 80s where like 20 of the 
50 or 60 pages or whatever it was were, were almost repeats but this is definitely these I mean if you look at it, those three pages are a repeat and we go on now to at page 39 if Frankenstein's monster did guest appearances on TV with Howard Nostrand's beautiful image of the um, son of Frankenstein Frankenstein monster on it and we get we get that we get a happy days didn't we have a happy days before in the previous episode where he meets the Frankenstein monster we did yeah so this is the second time the Fonz and the Happy Days gang meet the Frankenstein monster. And basically, um, did you hey Fonz? Did you meet the new guy that joined our frat? What do I want to meet a frat wimp for? He's pretty big, Fonz, and I think you call him a wimp. How about nerd? None of you frat guys know what cool is, so he's got to be a nerd. He's awful big, Fonz. I wouldn't call him a nerd either. So where are we at this point? July of seventy-eight. Okay, so we're definitely able to. So he's definitely part of the um, fraternity stuff and college stuff at this time. Um, and um, the the Frankenstein monster comes up to the door, and the Fonz goes into his room, um, calls the Frankenstein monster a nerd. And at the very end, the Frankenstein monster shows up dressed just like the Fonz. Big thumbs up. Now he's cool. Hey, wow, that's weird. They they did do, they did do a like Frankenstein monster meet Happy Days in like issue one thirty nine or one forty. It's the same thing, <laughs> but it's a different joke at the end, but it's the same thing. Oh, but I love it regardless. So that's issue, I don't know, issue 151. So we're going on 152. Let's see. Um, I feel like in my heart, maybe they're in here. So we'll say, this is dated August of 78. And it is April 25th. Well, that, that seems very far behind, but April 25th. Let's dive in. The cover is Star Wars has a close encounter with Chewbacca, C-3PO, and Sylvester being picked up by um, uh, spaceships and a teacup, a pyramid, uh, a die, a dice, you know, one one of a, a pair of dice, a die. Uh, let's let them, uh, they prove humor can be funny. Let's see if that's true. Okay, this is an interesting one. Because the main the main feature is a close encounter with the Star Wars gang. So um, Richard Dreyfuss's character, Roy Boy Neary, <laughs> is taken, and 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 at at the end of it, they um they they end up breaking into a room, and they discover the room is filled with pop culture characters, and Darth Vader or Darth Bader is there, and the Fonz is in there. And um, the Fonz says to Darth Vader, Hey, Mr. B, just what's going down here? And the Fonz says, You see, nerd. And the Fonz is like, Nerd! And he plans to ransom them all. It's going to be trouble. And you see the Fonz a little later. There's like a Fonz... Um, there, there's a Fonz dummy because they've all escaped, so they make it a Fonz doll. And then the joke at the end is that um, Princess Leia's gotten too close to the Fonz in the final um, panel of the bit is uh the fawn is is princess leia with her you know cinnamon bun um hair and uh wearing a leather jacket going hey so even princess leia loves the fawns why not so he's just in this briefly i think he's only in uh i only see him in one panel and i see a doll in another and then i see Princess Lee pretending to be him in a third, but he is in there, and then he does appear one more time. And and um, cracked inquiring photographers visits the stars, 
and they ask a bunch of stars things and you see pictures of the stars and with little word triangles saying things and you go what's your secret for looking so young you see Potsy and he's saying I made sure I was born much later than everyone else and then the next page run 18 you get it's it's funny you get I mean I just go to the beginning you get Alan Alda you get Hawkeye you get Lauren Green you get a Beretta you get Fair Fawcett you get I know her, but I can't remember her name. Jimmy J.J. Walker, Telly Savalas, Robert Conrad. Fair Fawcett, again. What was your first break in show business? And Richie, or, or Ron Howard, says, being hired as how are we... How? What was your first break in show business? And you see uh, Ron Howard, uh, or Richie, being hired as howdy-doody stand-in. Howdy hated being sprayed with Clarabelle's seltzer bottle. He said it made him warp, so they used me. And uh, there's Grandpa Monster telling a joke. There's Ralph Malf. What do you like to do in your spare time? Write letters. Tomorrow I'm working on W. Get it? Letters? W? The kids still got it, huh? And then what's the one thing you re- in life you regret most? And then you see the Fonz, and he says, Never having hamburger helper as a child. That's issue 152. We're almost done here, folks. We're on 153, and 153 has the Fonz on the cover, so we don't even need to, to dive on him. The Fonz has a cool encounter in this issue. June 6th, dated September 1978. And this one, I think this is the last one until the Happy Days one they did in the early 80s that, that we're going to kind of go through here. But it's, um, let's see, it's issue this. And it's the Happy Days' Close Encounter of the Third Kind. Keeping in mind at this point that um, the, this, this, this issue was, when did I say this issue was? This issue is um, summer of 78. So this is before Mork and Mindy began, although it's dated the month Mork and Mindy began. But at this point, we've already met Mork. So to say, to have something called the Happy Days' Close Encounter of the Third Kind is a little strange because we've already met Mork, unless they mention it here. Nope, they haven't, that, that, as far as I can see. So let's dive on into this uh, article, and, um, and we're going to see the Happy Days gang encounter some aliens again. You remember the previous one, it was what? Is it Richie runs in and says he saw a UFO or something? In this one, all the gang is coming back from a... Um, a 3D movie, the beast that devoured himself, trying to pick up the girls, and and Potsy is um, is kind of able to pick up a girl who's an actual dummy, like an actual dummy, not a, not a real girl. Although this was the time in the series, I mean, if this was if this was in between five and six, then um, and I hate to spoil any of six that's coming up because we are going to go into six a bit here. Um, uh, but I hate to spoil six, but but we know that Richie or Potsy had that gal, the the one he he meets up with in the um, the the episode where she gets pinned or he gets pinned, someone gets someone gets slapped. I don't know what happens, but in this one he takes out a doll, a real live giant doll. She seems to be vibrating. So on the second page, they spot the Fonz sitting with a gal on the bike kissing, and um. Itchy yells, hey, hey, Funz, how's it going? And the Funz has a great line where he and the gal stop kissing, and he says, do you mind? You're breaking the mood. Do you know how long it took us to get comfortable on this bike? Zing. Potsy kisses Darla Sue, who's a doll, and the page ends with her popping, blowing up, and, and flying all over the flipping place. And then a UFO approaches. This is pretty exciting, right? I mean, I guess this is... This is um. The the fun with this is that 
in the original version of Happy Days, in the first two seasons, they could have done an episode like this, where they were all out in the woods and they saw a UFO, something like that. But in the sitcom version, not so much. That because that it would have had to have been a studio set and like maybe a light up on the on on the backdrop of the studio or something. So I guess part of the fun of this is like the the previous Happy Days one we we discussed earlier in here is very much like Happy Days. It's in Arnold's. It's in their living room. It's in Arnold's. It's in the living room or kitchen. It's an art. You know what I mean? But this one expands it more into the second or first season kind of thing, which is kind of fun because um, as as the series goes along, you, you you really begin to appreciate the first two seasons the deeper you get into the show when you're also appreciating the show the deeper you get into it. I don't know if that makes sense, but let's go on to page three of whatever the heck it is I'm talking about. So the gang is all chased by these UFOs, and the UFO lands in front of them, and it said, the, guy, the doors are opening. Any minute now, little green men are going to start pouring out. Why green? Are they moldy? <laughs> he still got it. Um, who, who knows? All that's certain is that soon some ugly creatures will emerge. Who are? And then all of a sudden, all the residents of the UFO come out. They're all on motorcycles, and the guys look like the Fonz, and the gals are really attractive. And the Fonz is like, ugly man, they are Butamundo. So what we learn is that these um, the, these uh, guys, little guys who look like the Fonz, they're, they're clones, uh, which we learn is a clone is when you make an exact duplicate of somebody using one of his cells. Uh, the Fonz didn't know that, but now everyone knows that. And there's a great moment in the background in one of the shots where it looks like Ralph is looking up at Darla Sue, who's completely deflated over a branch. But the, these, these beings from the planet are ultra cool. And the planet consists of the great exalted Goomba and the Ra-Ra's. And the Ra-Ra's are all the girls. And um, uh, the Ra-Ra's were cloned over many decades to please the great exalted Goomba. Because he only wanted beautiful women surrounding him. Now, I'm I'm hoping you're not thinking of like a Scheherazade thing or something like that. Um, because I think it's meant to be much lighter and more charming. Um, but... Um, uh, the the Ra Ra girls are becoming bored uh, with the Great Exalted Goomba, so they had a plan to try to clone some um, uh, a plan, uh, and so a plan was devised to clone some men for the Ra Ra's. They made a list of all the eligible Earthlings worth duplicating, and then narrowed them down to two. And on a list, they have Richard Nixon, Abe Vigoda, Robert Redford, Telly Savalas, Peter Graves, Paul Newman, Billy Carter, John Wayne, Robert Mitchum. And uh, the re- next name is cut off. And they say the one finalist was John Travolta. He never stood still long enough to clone. And the other was the Fonz. So apparently, the Fonz, and this is a flashback, the Fonz was sort of abducted by these little women, taken back to the planet, and cloned. Uh, they were made so tiny because they don't have a lot of space in their planet. Their planet is very small. And once the cloning succeeded, Ultra Cool emerged. Pinball and combs became the national industry. Mirrors were installed everywhere. And clothing stores stocked only four items. Cool like Fonz boots, leather jackets, the white t-shirts he wears, and jeans. And the Fonz says it sounds like a paradise. And he uh, he loves it. And the Fonz, and, and so, so the Ra-Ra's, they, they kind of say at that point, after talking with the Fonz and meeting him, they're like, we're going to leave now. And the Fonz is like, what, what are you talking about? And she said, well, we're, we were here to make sure that um, 
uh, our clones match the original. We're satisfied. We've succeeded. We're heading back, and it's it's like what? So so um, and and there's a picture. Oh no, that's Richie. I was gonna say there's kind of some kind of checkered pants, but that's Richie asking one of the Raras, "Why did you clone the Great Exalted Goomba?" And then you see the Great Exalted Goomba, who is a tiny potsy. He says, "Hi, beautiful. Want to come on board and see my milk bottle collection?" And she says, "Now I ask you, would you want a whole planet clone from that?" The Fonz is uh, outraged. So is Itchy. Ralph covers his hands, and Potsy's nodding his head, going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So I think that's pretty good. We got a planet where the main guy looks like Potsy, and the gals who were supposed to surround him to make him happy don't go there. Um, were bored, and so they went to Earth, cloned the Fonz. And now they all hang out with Fonzes. I mean, to me, it all makes sense. And I think it's lovely. So let's see. I think that's all that's in this issue. Really, do you need more? It's funny. My, my copy of the issue, issue uh, 153, over the uh, number 153, has a um, uh, price tag from the Goodwill for 39 cents. I don't know. I mean, the issue itself was what? How much was the issue? Oh, it's covering the issue, the amount of the issue. 60 cents. Was it 60 yeah, it was sixty cents. So thirty nine cents. I would have bought this for thirty nine cents. I I probably paid two bucks for it. So um, let let me have a look through the rest of this, and then we will go on to the next one. Nothing else that I can see in the rest. Uh, Nanny interviews the Rock and Roll King. There's an Eight is Enough parody. Enough is enough. When was this? Seventy eight. Seventy four. Seven seventy eight. Eight is enough. Oh wow, that was pretty early on. In eight is enough. Eight is enough must the. Must have been much more popular than I thought the summer of 78. But there's that, and there's a cracked history of humor, which mentions April 4th, 1957. On this historic date, a magazine named Crack, devoting itself entirely to humor, is unleashed to the public. And the response is unanimous. Humor is dead. Humor in state of crisis. Whoopi Cushion International plummets on the big board. Or plummets, actually, as they have written there. So that, that was a big one. I think that's the last of the big references to the Fonz and Happy Days up until they're on the cover of an issue circa 1982 when Joni and Chachi are sort of in charge of the show and things are very different. But that was... So the next issue comes out July 11th and that's 154. And let me dive into this one. This... Oh! October 78, Jaws 2. Let me have a look. Around this time, they did a uh, special with sharks. Oh, was that earlier? I forget. So, no, there's really, there's one brief moment. Cloning. There you go, the advantages and the disadvantages. And everyone could date a beautiful actress or handsome actor, and their three cloned Fonzes. But that's really all we have in this issue. Cracked interviews, the publicity king. There's actually a family feud parody, which is fun. And there's there's an image from uh, the movie Trog. There's a um, an image of Ben Turpin. There's a lot going on in this issue, but only that much with the gang in it. So let's go on to 155. 155 came out August 15th. Oh, why is it wrapped in plastic? Here we go. Uh, 155. I think this is the only thing here. This is no, dated November 1978. On the cover, there are a bunch of pop culture characters swimming in a lake in the ocean or whatever. Sylvester P. Smythe is hanging from the second sea on Cracked. And in the pool, or in the water, you see a shark fin 
approaching everyone and Sylvester's pointing at them. You see Jimmy J.J. Walker um, playing some sort of volleyball with um, radar. John Travolta is combing his hair. Um, there's an alien from Close Encounters waving. There's uh, Marlon Brando and Rocky. There's C-3PO and Darth Vader. And Darth Vader's a volleyball. There's um, Steve Martin as the jerk. The jerk. This was, yeah, the jerk came out in 78. So that would have been that. He, he looks added in at the last minute. Because he's just kind of smiling, and he's way, way away from everyone else. He doesn't look like he's. A, if if you put your if you put your over finger over Steve Martin, uh, the shark kind of makes more sense because it has more space to approach him. But if you remove it, there's Steve Martin, and and you're sort of like, why isn't the shark going after Steve Martin? Because literally, the shark would be right alongside Steve Martin, and I I love that that they they just well that's. Can we add something in this space here? Well, it's supposed to be the shark is going by, and it looks like you might attack Darth Vader first. Just put something here. Well, I just saw the jerk. Put Steve Martin. Okay, that makes no sense. We'll do it. But over in the left-hand corner, not too far above the UPC code, is the Fonz. He doesn't have his leather jacket on. He's looking pretty buff, and he's looking towards Jimmy J.J. Walker, wondering why no one is shooting a volleyball over to him. And I think we do get free gift number two. Look inside Shark Bite and Star Wars postcards. Nope, someone took mine. Sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not. Ready to mail. That's too bad. Uh, I almost want to try to find another issue to see if I can get one. But let me flip through the issue to see if I can find any more Fonz in here. But I don't think he is. Be right back. All right, there's an interesting one. Grease is on the cover, 156. Day December seventy eight, and I don't see the, the. I do see them briefly. If you go to the uh, page six, there's a Greased parody called Greased. On page seven, top right, you can see the Fonz, walking with the cast of Greased doing whatever they're doing. On page nine, you can see Ralph in one picture. You can see Potsy in another, and on page ten, you can see Richie in another. But that's it for 156 so we're pretty much at the end here folks 157 157 uh let's see came out november 7th 78 and is dated january of 79 so we are um we're halfway into season six here so let oh i know what this one is okay give me a second i'm just gonna flip through the rest of it so i guess this is how we're closing out this episode the back page Happy Days Shut-Ups. Um, there's a regular Shut-Ups, but the back page is Happy Days Shut-Ups. These feel like they should have been somewhere else, but I don't have them anything else. The top is a really fat Mr. C standing on a, um, a scale looking at him uh, through a telescope, looking at himself in the mirror so you can see how much he weighs. And the first Shut-Up is, is Ralph yelling, Hey, Fuzz! Hey, Fuzz. What, is, what magazine is this from? You ain't the only king of cool. It, it so happens that I have a date with the Needle Tucker twins this Saturday. And then you see the Fonz with uh, two gals. Shut up and sit on it, Moose. Babysitting for two pint-sized toddlers don't raise you a point in my cool book. Or Mouse. Ralph Mouse, I guess, is that? And then the next one is, oh, well, that's the only Fonz. The next one is Joni, Mrs. C. Mr. C, I'm sorry, Joni, Mr. C. But, Dad, you should be proud of me. I'm going down in history. Shut up, Boney. That's not the only subject that you flunked. And then Ralph and Potsy. Oh, Potty, she loves me. She lights up every time she sees me. Shut up, Mouse. Only a nerd gets hung up over a pinball machine. Tilt. <laughs> now, why am I stopping there? I am stopping there 
because then oh I didn't mention any of the collector's editions that they had brief appearances eh that's okay the any collector's editions they were in were um uh, repeats of other things like that you remember i told you about the um the great ratings war from the first one that gets repeated in a collector's edition like 21 or 22 or something like that but the very next issue 1958 i mean you you could see there is in one of those i think it was the grease was it the grease issue or the one before that there was there was an article called the greatest sequel ever told which has every like pop culture important hot pop culture thing at that moment and the Fonz is not in it so kind of gone so the next issue is 158 and it's one of the first issues with the pea yellow color which would become a big thing for them and it's dated date March 19 uh, March 1979 it came out December 1978 halfway through season 6 and it's got Mork and Mindy on the cover so i think at this point i'm gonna look through it real quick and if the fonz or the happy days gang are not in this at all we're ending the episode right here 158 mork and mindy nanu nanu and then mindy looking confused and mork floating in the air holding sylvester's uh head let's have a quick look at what's on the back Great moments in hospitality to go into the Upper Congo. Jomo Umagwa invents having the neighbors over for dinner, and Jomo has his three neighbors in a big pot, and he's cooking them to eat them. Let's just have a quick look through, and then, if they're not in here, we end the episode. Oh, well. Nanny interviews the Health Nut King. There's a Lou Grant parody. In the cracked lens, there's a still from the great movie Deranged. And, of course, an appearance from Jomo Umagwa but nothing Happy Days related. So we're going to end it here at this point. Star Wars first usurped it, and on television, Mork and Mindy has usurped Happy Days. And you will see... Well, I'm, I'm not going to go over the next few issues. You'll have to look them up online, but you'll see that it's Mork and Mindy. And soon after, this is March 79, um, this is when Different Strokes appears. So Arnold and Mork will be our gang sort of for the next few months until Empire Strikes Back and then there you go but but Happy Days will reappear in the show there is one more Happy Days parody I'm not going to go through the rest of the issues um, I guess we'll have a brief episode probably in between season 9 and 10 maybe discussing the happy days um bit and and it's so so the show is so very changed then that you um oh i hope you're still listening anyway so we're ending off at issue 157 i don't count 158 because there was nothing in there so i hope you all enjoyed this and i'm going to play you a little music and uh, if you're listening to this as it comes out and about a two three weeks Maybe a little more. I might take a little more break. Season 6 will begin with guest word ho. Be good to yourself, everyone. And in the words of the Fonz, A Goodbye, gray sky. Hello, blue. There's nothing can hold me when I hold you. So right. You can't be wrong, rockin' and rollin' all week long.